Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory visual epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance and fulfillment. Ooh. I slipped it in there. Nice. Do you know what fulfillment is? What is it? Fulfillment is uh, the achievement of one's greatest potential. So nice. It's so good. It just smacks it, smacks it all right, all in one, mm. all in one fell swoop. You don't have to get rich. You don't have to get famous. You just need to reach the zenith of your potential, whatever so that good. is. Ah, oh, yep. so good. Yep. Anyway, this episode is not about fulfillment. Which, which, is, we'll take a note of that. It's a good one. We should do that. This episode is about what, Gabby? What are we talking about today? We are on episode number two of our Hunting Hotspots mini series. And we were talking about the ugly duckling syndrome, which apparently is your favorite driver. Yeah, this is my favorite driver. So Controversial. Yeah, I mean, it's a little controversial, <laughs> but it's also, I don't know. Now, the, what we talk about in this episode is awesome because it, it gives you the tools to identify uh, where you can find your very own Holy Trinity type properties. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me like, where do you find these properties? Listen closely, take some notes because it's all inside this and also the other episodes in this series is going to tell you what to do, where to find them and, and you're off. Mm -hmm. So if you want to accelerate your potential as an investor and if you want to become more informed and more inspired and actually really get some really good groundwork on what to do and where and why, then this episode is going to tick those boxes for you. Well, the ugly duckling syndrome in a, in a nutshell is like is gentrification, right? So we kind of touched on why gentrification happens, how, what to look for um, that it, as signs that it might be on its way, um, and a, lo a lot of like psychographic and, and understanding who to listen to or who not to listen to. Yeah, totally. Like the name suggests, the ugly duckling syndrome is, is when you take a suburb or an area that is a little rough around the edges, a little, a little, a little dark in the vision of the, of the world, and it transforms into a beautiful swan. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of that kind of stuff. We've seen it in the, in the, in the inner, middle, and outer rings of the, of the major capitals. We've also seen it in major regionals. Huge, huge. This stuff happens all the time. This one, uh, this one core driver has the potential to magnify your wealth probably greater than any other one as long as you know how to use it and how to use it in conjunction with the other core drivers too. So Awesome. So good. So I know you're going to love this. You're going to get a lot out of it. And when you listen to this as part of the greater series, you've got a library for success. So <laughs> congratulations. You're on your way. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode or if you do enjoy this, or if you just enjoy it getting us in your ear holes, then I would suggest, actually, I would request, I would request, we're on a mission to change the world and your, your actions will help us to do that. Our, our deep-seated belief is that if we can help people to achieve greater levels of, of success and fulfillment, and we're choosing to do that through real estate, if we can help people to do that, that's going to have a ripple effect, which is going to permeate through society and create a better world. Might be an altruistic vision, but that's what we're here for and that's what we're doing. So if you think this is valuable, if you think that what we do and what we stand for is good, then I would request and I would love it if you could help us to expand our reach and, and help us to achieve our mission. And the way you can do that is by sharing this with somebody else, liking this, rating it, reviewing it, doing all that kind of stuff. Go to Apple, do the boop, 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 you know, five stars, typey, typey, happy days. If you're on YouTube, give it a like, do all the good stuff because the interaction that you give to us helps, you know, 
helps all this stuff go further. And of course, you're just sharing it with somebody else is really powerful too. It's the greatest level of um, love that you can show to somebody else is to not only give them something that's valuable, but also share something from somebody else or refer them. So we greatly appreciate it. And of course, if you actually want to get the keys to the kingdom and understand what to do, then all you need to do is go to theinvestorlab.com.au. There's multiple episodes you can go back and listen to. There are free resources for you to download. There is a copy of my book that you can get, which will help you to uh, become a much more visionary, empowered, and impactful investor. And you also have the opportunity to work with us directly if you want to. Now, what we do uh, on a one-to-one basis is is pretty limited, so we don't. We, this is not for everyone. But if you want to reach out to see if we can help you on your journey on a one-to-one basis, then just head to dashdot.com.au and um, hit us up there. Hit the contact page, and we'll speak to you soon. But have I missed anything, Gabby? Nah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. You're gonna love this. Check it out. We'll see you on the inside. guys hello welcome back to the investor lab <laughs> what's going on gabbo just hanging out mate just hanging out over here how are how are you <laughs> i am splendid actually why um i don't know why not it's a nice day the sun's coming out i'm staring at the window some birds i like watching birds 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 are nice <laughs> you do you do yeah we've got a nice little view here we get a few birds coming to visit we nearly had some we had some we had some cockies. <laughs> we had some cockies that were getting a little cocky. They were coming. <laughs> they had the window open in the living room, and they flew up, and they were like starting to come into the house. And they were so cheeky. They were like staring. Yeah. Me, they were staring me square in the eye and taking a step through the threshold of the window, going put their little claw through they the window. Feet through the window, and then sort of creep in and be like, "Are you going to give me?" It's fun. It's fun. Get out. Get out of here. It was fun. It was fun. Cockies have got so much personality. It's great. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. So that's good. I'm glad that you're good. How are you today? I'm great. I'm are great. You? Yep. Um, wh- why? Why are you great? Thanks for asking, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. Ever that. the conversationalist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm great for a couple of reasons. First, I love when we get to do a podcast together. It might sound funny, and a lot of people think it might be a little weird. We spend all of our time together, and we do everything together. And you know, yes, we do. Hate just letting everyone know out there. I think Gabby's the best. Oh. Um, so, uh, you know, I really enjoy these conversations that we get to have, and the podcasts we produce, and everything like that. And I, I'm, I'm, I am embossed with gratitude today. Oh. Embossed. Embossed. I'm rippling on the outside with it. And the reason for that, it, well, there's no reason for that, but I just was really grateful for a bunch of stuff today. I was really grateful for, you know, the life we have the opportunity to live, the business we have, you know, the fact that, um, you know, the fact that we've got food and coffee and like just great stuff. Like, like life's, life's good. And we're living, we live a simple life, but in that simplicity, we also live at the zenith of luxury uh, and I'm really happy. Yeah. I think that's it's such an important message, even just in that, particularly at the moment, right? It's, it's very easy to get, to get stuck in all the things that are going wrong, but like, like where we are, most like the majority of the people listening, I'm sure, like we actually live a very luxurious life. If we actually... Yeah, take stock. Take stock of what we have and what is just like available to us that we didn't really have to 
do anything. Here's a really good measure, just a little head check for you if you're like, what are they talking about? Do you own more than one pair of shoes? I do. Yeah, I mean, most people do. Most people do. Uh, if you do, you are like you're in the top 1% pretty much. Like, you, like mm. how luxurious that you get to decide what shoes match your emotions. Like, that's crazy. What shoes, what foot coverings match my emotions? But anyway, we're not here to talk about gratitude, shoes, <laughs> uh, or any of that stuff, even though it's very good stuff to do. We're here to talk about what, Gabby? Look, we're going to continue with our uh, hunting hotspot series today, guys. We're up to number two, I believe. Was it number three, Goose? Well, it is both two and three. Oh, so goods. here is the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here is here is the the investor lab paradox. Ooh. It's both. This is our episode three in the hunting hotspot series because we had the first one. We talked about all of everything that's going to happen and everything that is happening and how good that is. Um, and but this is core driver number two. So it's got kind of number two in a hunting hotspot series, but it's number three in the hunting hotspot series. So we are both living in the future and the past. Oh my god, mind blown. <laughs> Leave you that. So number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number two. What's number, number two, two? Number two is the ugly duckling syndrome. Yes. We like this one, don't we? This is actually, I reckon, my favorite one. It's your favorite. Yeah. Don't tell the other ones. They're listening. No, I, think They're li- <laughs> I think every. I think every parent, whether they admit it publicly or not, has a favorite. Right? So you got a favorite. But it's the, you got a, a favorite driver. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, other capital growth drivers, if you're listening, uh, you're my favorite too. But ugly duckling, really, you're my favorite. But let's, um, let's, <laughs> sorry, we're gonna, we're, let's, get, let's get serious. Investing is a serious business, Gabby. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what are we going to, like, okay, ugly duckling syndrome. What is it? Why is it important? Why is it my favorite? What do you think about it? I like it because I think it's, I think a lot of people can really, understand this one uh whether they're you know familiar with real estate whether they're a real estate person or not it's like it's those areas where you grew up and they may not have been very desirable they may have been a bit divey or a bit sketchy and you might have got warnings about going to those dark places um but then you know even five or ten twenty years later it's it's you know a a hot spot and it's like prices have skyrocketed and everyone that you knew that was from that area just kind of feel a bit confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that's, I think it's, I like it because it's easily graspable for a lot of people. Totally. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about what it is. I'm going to try and give people uh, some visual cues and some identification processes. And I'm also going to explain why I think this is the best one. I, I think, I think that this is one of the best um, core drivers that you can look for now. As we discussed in the first episode, to get an area that's got good growth, you sort of need about three or four of these drivers, yep. right? You don't just look for one. Just looking for one of these is probably not going to get you to the right place. But if you can compound, say, three or four of the core drivers, and if you don't know what the 10 are and you don't want to wait for the whole rest of this series, just go back to, um, uh, go back to what was the name of the episode, Gabby? Do you remember? Um, before the hotspot. Before the hotspot, mm. yeah. So just go back to that episode, check it out, and that'll kind of give you the overview of the of the ten. Now, the reason this is one of my favorites is because it, it kind of has the I think one of the greatest orders of magnitude of, of potential. It's also the easiest, one of the easiest to identify. It doesn't you don't need to do heaps of research to yeah. identify it. Um, you can it's you can kind of identify it on feeling, which is which is interesting, and also. 
Um, what we look for in what you should look for, and I'll say this, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I'm actually never ever going to stop saying it, uh, is every property you ever buy must be cash flow positive, it must be in a high growth area, and it must have value add potential. Now, the trick is trying to find somewhere where you can get all three. This is where you find them. This is the secret, right? This is the secret. All of the other stuff, again, don't just pick somewhere that's got ugly duckling syndrome. It has to have all the other bits as well, or at least mm-hmm. three or four other drivers and all of that kind of stuff. This is not the only thing you look for. However, if you want to cap, check, capture a, a moment in time where you can get imminent capital growth, future capital growth, plus also get good yields, plus have the ability to add value, this is, this is, this is it. This is it, along with a couple of other ones, but this is kind of where it, where it all starts. So what, let's talk about what it is. Ugly duckling syndrome is an area which is, which is a suburb, which is typically, I guess, like we'll call it down market is probably a, a, a politically correct way of saying it. Uh, a politically incorrect way of saying it would be saying it's a dive, it's a dump, it's a shithole. Uh, no one wants to live there. Don't go there. You'll get stabbed is the common catch cry you'll hear from that's, your friends and family. That is the slogan. Yeah. The council slogan. Yeah. Yep. So if you know of anywhere where the where the local number plates or the local uh, as you're driving into town it says you know welcome to Turn around. <laughs> welcome to Divesville you'll get stabbed right it's <laughs> it's probably a great place to write no no I, I kind of retract that it's a hot tip it's a hot tip okay guys That's how we do it guys let's, let's get serious let's get serious <laughs> okay. anyway so right back on track back on track maintain composure so. But we've all, we all know these kind of areas. Now, to give it some context and, and some clarity, uh, it's probably useful to use a couple of examples, right? So we are yes. looking, what we're talking about here are areas which are imminently or currently or imminently experiencing a gentrification process, taking them from essentially what we would consider to be a down market area to a, a middle, probably a middle and then progressively to an upper market area. Great examples of this are places like uh, Richmond in Melbourne. Now, Richmond mm-hmm. is inner east um, and, you know, much like much like Sydney, inner east is considered to be prime real estate, um, which is a whole interesting discussion on why, why east and west anyway. So, but, you know, that was once considered to be a bit of a dive, right? Don't go there, you know, rough city, no good, stay out of there, bad, bad, no good, get out. Now, that um, that naturally gentrified because of its proximity, its affordability, and all of these other kind of things. The ugly duckling syndrome is primar- pr- primarily driven by affordability. So here's the thing. There's a couple of really interesting things you can look for. Look where, look where the musicians and the artists go. That's, That's a, true, it's it's a, actually. Yeah, it's a really interesting. If you, want to look, if you want to look for a sign, just like find out where all the musos are living. Straight up. Because mm, they seek out affordability? Yeah, because they seek out <laughs> affordability. Like they're, 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 they're focused on their art, right? Not yep. they're, they're focused on their art. They're not they, bring, t- they bring the other signs creativity. of gentrification. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, so artists and musicians are the, are the harbing, harbinger, harbinger of, uh, of growth, if you want to think about it like that way. There's a little, another little psychographic insight. So if you think about it like this, when I first moved to Melbourne about 18, uh, sorry, when I was 18, so however long that, was, that was, um, Richmond was still considered a bit of a, like, it was like, it was gentrifying, but it was still like I- iffy, right? It was iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, Fitzroy and Collingwood were still, uh, they were like, they were, they were very edgy. We'll call it edgy. But 
as someone who's in the music scene and all of that kind of stuff, that's where all the, that's where all the musos were going. That's where all the bars were, where all the cool kids were. That's where all the bands were playing. Like it was a cool place to be, right? It was a cool place to be because there was affordability and it was a little edgy and all of that kind of stuff. And then naturally people, people want to go other, like people with more money want to go there because it's cool, right? So there's a coolness factor. And so then people want to go there because it's like, ah, oh, that's cool. And that's cool. Right. And so they followed, they follow this trend. Now that trend, followed around in Melbourne. It sort of went like Richmond, Fitzroy, Collingwood, and then it went to Brunswick and it was taking this little sweep around to the West. Now, when I was about 18, we, I was talking to a friend at the time and it was like, oh, if we had money, we'd go and buy, and we, we'd go and buy in Footscray. And I was like, Footscray? Uh, why would you want to live there? But here's the thing. Like we personally know people who bought properties in places like Yarraville when, when everyone around them was screaming, don't do that. Don't live there. It's a horrible place to live. It's a dive. It's a dump. Oh my god! They bought their properties for like seventy six thousand dollars, like eighties or something. Like to be fair, but seventy six thousand dollars now now worth now worth a few million. It's like crazy. Yeah. I remember that actually. So my my family are based in the west of Melbourne as well. So mum's always said to me like. Um, Yarraville, because like, like even I think it was like early '90s. It was like a very, very rundown. Like nobody wanted to go near the West at all, and you could buy things for like basically nothing. Um, so it's funny because with this whole ugly duckling syndrome concept, is like I find a lot of it comes from family and friends, right? A lot of it comes from you know places that you've like familiar with or your family are based, and then you think about oh well, I'll, this suburb that's slightly further out, I can actually afford something pretty decent there. Yeah, I, I might go there, and then all your family kind of say, "What are you doing? Don't go over there. That's yeah. dangerous. It's scary." Yeah, yeah, totally. It's there's and there's a huge amount of confirmation bias. This is another little secret yeah. hack with it. Now, as an astute and intelligent investor, because you're obviously listening to this podcast, if you're looking for um, multiple kind of drivers, which you should be, don't just look for one. Mm-hmm. So, if you know that there's some infrastructure planned, or you know there's some other like there's some other validations and reasons why you're even looking in that area. But if you notice an area which has maybe a little bit of a bad reputation. Um, typically a low, low socioeconomic demographic. If you go to that area, for example, and you speak to people in that area, and if they talk about it badly, that's actually, a, this is like a counterintuitive sign, mm-hmm. right? This is a counterintuitive sign because when, when the locals consider their area to be no good, right? However, if you can see into the future, which is, which is part of the job of an investor, is to look into the future you have the opportunity to capture some real value there. Now, by understanding what the future potential is and playing that against what the localized expectation of value is, you can like, they might like people, people who live there might not see what's happening. It's kind of like, Mm. it's kind of like when you put a frog in a pot, like how do you boil a frog? You, you know, pour it in cold water and then warm it up slowly. They can't tell what's happening around them because they're in it. Now we've all experienced that kind of stuff, just like your family in the West uh, and your family in the West of Melbourne, you know, like the, 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 we've seen this kind of stuff happening in places like Norlane and things like that. As someone who grew up in the Latrobe Valley, um, that's an area, that's a growth, that's a growth area right now. Like that is a growth area right now. My, my personal confirmation bias has, has led me to not want to uh, invest there. But the numbers are good. So, you know, like, and it's, it's this kind of thing that, that, that localization can actually mask the true potential. So, it's your job to try and cut through that, cut through that kind of noise as well. Yeah, actually, I think I think a lot of um, 
let's say, earlier investors that might not be as familiar with this um, principle of, of the ugly duckling syndrome is I think that might trip a lot of people up because you can see, you can do all the numbers and it can look great and you found a place, it ticks a lot of other boxes and then you go and start speaking to people in the area and then they're like, don't come here. Like totally. if you speak to real estate agents in those kind of areas, they're like, oh, you don't want to buy there. What are you doing? So like, funny, isn't it? And then I think a lot of people, so we actually, we have some clients that it, it doesn't happen very often, but some clients just say like, oh, I spoke to people in that area and they came back and they said like, why are you buying here? Yeah. And so the clients kind of like people tend to get a bit like apprehensive because they're like, I'm, it's, it's not the right place. What are we doing? Like the people on the ground are saying like, don't come here basically. Mm. And I think that's when a lot of people kind of would take that as a sign and then back out. Whereas if, you, if you're if you familiar with this concept and you understand that it it's the precursor to the changing sentiment, like yeah. the locals aren't going to love it. If the locals love it, it's already too late probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. If everyone's yeah. talking about how this area, oh, it's changing, you're already too late, you're way too late. Yeah. You know, there's a the, the difference between buying a... a a three hundred thousand dollar property in Sunshine versus buying a nine hundred thousand dollar property in Sunshine was only like a couple of years. Yeah, right. It was literally only a couple of years. So you know, this is this is why you need to actually cut through the noise and actually just look at what's hap- what's actually happening and see the opportunity. Now, the reason we call it the ugly duckling syndrome is because you can take these seemingly ugly ducklings where it's like, oh my god, what it, uh, do would it, and they transform into beautiful swans. You know, and we see this happen time and time and time again, that these areas over time become much more, much more desirable. Now, you can see this in places like, you know, in Brisbane, Oxford Street, that used to be, that used to be rough as Hessian undies. You know, that was no good. Mm. And now that is, that's like the hippest part of town pretty much. You know, we've seen it in places like Blacktown, even Frankston. Like Frankston, for the longest time, it had the worst reputation. And now it's like... It was like high end, which is quite funny. I know. Um, so yeah, we see this kind of stuff. We see this stuff quite a lot, and I think it's um, one of the most important things you can look at. I think the interesting thing with this as well is a lot of it. It's it's a natural progression, right? It's not like well, yeah, compared, well, compared with like transport infrastructure that we spoke about yeah. in the last episode, which is very planned and it's council driven and government driven. Mm. Uh, this is very natural it's more of a be observant and aware of how people are moving and it's more about the psychographics and the the drivers of the people rather than like what is the plan from external yeah um so as you like you touched on earlier it's about the affordability it's like you think about like the rings around cities i know we're not only talking about cities but it's like at some point people realize that if they go out a little bit further they're still relatively close to where they need to commute to and where their life is, but they can afford a much, you know, nicer quality or a bigger land size or whatever their values are mm. just because they go out a little bit further. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, inevitably these areas change, right? And this is the thing. What you're looking for is future gentrification. You know, you're looking for, for where that opportunity is for it to go from low, a low market to a medium market to a high market. And, you know, that's largely driven by affordability and space and things, things like this. It's, this is what's driven, this is what's driven um, the market in places like the Ipswich Corridor, 
you know, for example, you know, yes, North Brisbane's had a lot of people racing out there. But if you say, look at a place like, um, let's just say Goodna, for example, that's only 35 minutes from the Brisbane CBD by train. So it's got good connectivity. And if you're a young professional, i.e. someone who's going to like, you know, be a driving force around gentrification and the, the validity of cafes and bars opening up in the area and all of that kind of cool stuff, right? Affordability is a big thing as well as, as long as there's connectivity and, and, and the ability to, to get to where you want to go. But as you said, look, this isn't just restricted to capital cities. This is, this is all over the place, you know? So as long as there's all of the other drivers, or, well, as long as there's say three or four other drivers working together, then, then you know you're onto a good thing. Awesome. Yeah, it's super awesome. So um, a couple of other examples of this. Uh, so we mentioned, uh, we mentioned Frankston, we mentioned Norlane, we mentioned... They usually play, I'm smiling because they're usually places that have like a, have like a weird nickname. Like in, in my head, I went Franger. Yeah, Franger. Yeah. <laughs> they're those kind of places. Totally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're places, yeah. <laughs> it is, totally. Well, Franger has actually averaged uh, 7.1% capital growth per year for the last 10 years. Wow. Average. Yeah. Average. That's crazy. 7.1%. Now, is that because it's super close to the CBD? No, mm. it's not. It's basically its own satellite city down there. Yeah. You know, so you don't need to look at like, oh my God, is it within eight kilometers of the CBD? No, you don't. You do not. In fact, there's some really powerful examples of areas there where this has happened. Like Norlane's a great example, right? 33% growth in like, I think it was like 18 months, 24 months. I, can't, I don't have the stats in front of me, right? And that, that A, not close to the CBD, B, not a really like great area, like, but it had a lot going for it. And largely one of the big drivers was ugly duckling syndrome. And you saw parts of um, Hobart where, where that has happened. We're seeing it right now in the areas where buying for our clients. The big thing here is that you need to detach yourself from the emotion of would I want to live there? That's not what you're doing as an investor. And I think this is what trips up a lot of people. They go, oh, I'm not sure if I'd want to go to that suburb, yeah. let alone live there. Yep. Right? And it's like, that's not what you're buying. Like, think about this as an asset. Think about this as purely as an asset class and as a business opportunity. Right? Do you want to get more? Do you want to get more return and have a better um, performing asset over the long term, or do you want to be emotional about it? I, I can. I don't think Warren Buffett gets super emotional when he's buying uh, stocks. Do you? No. Nah. No. I think he looks faces the brutal fact, looks at hard numbers, and goes, "Okay, what's the best decision I can make in this situation uh, and that's going to drive me forward?" So. I think that people need to get out of their own way, ditch their own emotions and start looking at these areas for what they are, but then also start trying to understand what's actually changing in those areas. We did, we had a whole episode on psychographics versus demographics. Mm. This is where psychographics really come into play because what you're actually looking for is that, that, that unique, that unique scenario where it's going from no one wants to live here to like people really want to live here. And that's the moment. Right, it's th it's that moment where you get that crossover between no one wants to live here. It's cheap and it's nasty, and yeah, you can get better yields, but it's cheap and nasty. No one wants to live there. To like, actually, people do want to live there because then the market catches up afterwards, and yeah. that's 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 where the real growth happens. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> sweet. All right, I think we've nailed ugly duckling syndrome. Is it still your favorite? It's still my favorite. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. I just going back to it, like this series really is underpinning the secret source behind how we do what we do. You know, I spoke to someone the other day on the phone uh, and I decided that we actually didn't need to, you know, help them with what they wanted. 
But I did tell, I did tell them, I said, all you need to do really is go to, go to the investorlab.com.au and uh, listen to all of our podcasts, download all the free resources and you have everything you need to go out and become an empowered investor and you don't need us. So it's all good, yeah. right? And this series really is underpinning uh, a lot of those key things that we look for. So when, when, when I say to people, a lot of people come to me and they're like, how, how on earth can you find these places that have growth and yield and the ability to add value? It's the holy trinity, guys, just in case you've forgotten. <laughs> it's the holy trinity. Um, now, if you've, how, where, do you find these holy, <laughs> where do you find these holy trinity properties? Where do you find these unicorns? The reality is you just, need to, you just need to know how to put yourself in the right place in the market. And this is a really good, good way to do it is to look for these kind of suburbs. Yeah, it's pretty cool that we get to share this with people. Like literally all we want to do is just tell people everything and we want everyone to learn and, and pick it up and run with it themselves. Um, everything you need to know is we're just, we're just sharing. So. Yep, absolutely. But of course, if you do need help, we're here to help. So just reach out. Uh, is there anything else that we want to cover on this episode, Gabby? Mm. I think we've nailed it. You think we've nailed it? I think we've nailed it. <laughs> Well, I think we've nailed it. Awesome. Okay. So if you actually want to like read about this uh, and the other core drivers as well, there's actually a downloadable that you can get. It'll yep. tell you about these. Um, head to theinvestorlab.com.au. Check that out. And you can download in the resources section. There's this and a bunch of other stuff that you can download. It's, that's really, honestly, go, go read that and tell us what properties you bought because you have everything you need. We're providing you with all the tools and resources you need to go and become an empowered investor. However... If you want us to help you one-to-one, either as a, as, a, as a full service buyers agency or as an advisory, then just head to uh, dashdot.com.au and hit the contact button, reach out to us, and we can have a chat to see if you're in the right place for us to be able to help you and serve you and get you to where you want to go 300 to 600% faster than the average investor. You heard it right here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you want to do that, hit us up. Let's have a chat. Just you, me, and Goose hanging out, talking property. Sounds good, right? <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this. And, and of course, if you have enjoyed this and if you think there's value in there, which if you don't think there's value in there, I'd suggest you go back and have another little listen because we just told you what to look for and where to find it. <laughs> um, so if you, this brought value to you, though, check it out um, and share it with a friend, do all that kind of stuff, like, rate, review, do all the good stuff. Go to Apple and do the five-star thing and leave a review because that actually helps us, uh, helps us to get better reach on the podcast Our goal with this podcast is to help as many investors as we can to achieve greater levels of success and fulfillment. And your assistance on that journey is and on that mission is extremely appreciated. So I want to thank you in advance for helping us to help other people. Bye.